0: in our bill of rights is the freedom to hear uncensored ideas and opinions to think your own thoughts and to say what's on your mind we couldn't have liberty without it now more than ever it's good to spout off to listen debate and participate here's your host of spouting off commentator columnist and all-around rabble rouser karen cataline
1: Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Spouting Off. Every time I listen to that opening, I say, well, that's one of my top favorite, top five favorite openings of any talk radio show. Am I biased? Maybe a little. Because it speaks to the heart and the soul of free expression and the First Amendment. And have we ever learned more powerfully, poignantly, all those P words, have we ever learned more uh, vividly the necessity for freedom of speech, freedom of expression, and of course the other pillars, the First Amendment, freedom of religion, of petitioning our government for, to, uh, for our grievances, uh, a free press, that can speak up and challenge those in power, those aspects of the First Amendment. Have we ever seen it more, more powerfully that without those things, you cannot have a free country? It is no accident that the First Amendment, and there are others in the Bill of Rights that are being... Uh, that are attacked, that are being attacked and are being undermined as we speak, sadly, unfortunately. But it's no accident that the First Amendment is first because without that, you can't have anything else. Is it any wonder that I love communication, that I love words, but words in the service of clarity, words in the service of seeking truth, And that does not mean in the world of opinion and commentary that there is only one truth. No. No, in the world of honesty and seeking truth, there can be many opinions. There can be many takes on a topic. But how do you know when something is likely a lie? Well, what we've seen in the last several years, and probably longer than that, but especially in the last three years or so, what we've seen is that those who seek to shut you down and shut down your right to have a difference of opinion, to question authority, which the left used to extol the virtues of, but no longer, the right to march to your own drummer and think for yourself. The right to be wrong, for heaven's sakes. You know what? You have a right to be wrong. It's not a crime to be wrong in a free country. It's not even a a right, really, to be stupid, ignorant, or bigoted, for that matter. If you act on those things, that's a crime. But if you're stupid and bigoted and you hate all people who wear brown shoes, that is not a crime. Because in a free country, not only have you right to be stupid, and even a right to be bigoted, you have a right to be perhaps shown the truth by those who have the freedom to speak out as well. That is how you counteract lies and what the left likes to call mis- and disinformation, which they engage in vociferously, and that is to shine a light of truth on ignorance and hatred and bigotry. Shine a light on it. Don't put it under the carpet. Don't shove it under the rug. Shine a light on it. That's one of the reasons, actually, why the ACLU, once upon a time, No longer, the ACLU is now an arm of the radical left and the Democrat party, but the ACLU, and even the ADL for that matter, that's the Anti-Defamation League, I can't even say it, the Anti-Defamation League to you and me, have taken on leftist causes instead of uh, going towards their mission, which was to protect Jews from anti-Semitism and hate crimes towards Jews, but now they've been completely co-opted by the left. What I was going to say is once upon a time, not all that long ago, the ADL stood up for the rights of skinheads and neo-Nazis to march in Skokie, Illinois, the uh, a very Jewish community. It was an insult, it was horrendous, it was hateful, it was ugly, and it was appalling. And the ADL, in my opinion, was correct in not shutting them down, allowing them their First Amendment rights to show their hatred, their ignorance, and their bigotry. And for a long time, we didn't have anything after that. Why? Because people, not only did they counter protest, but they they came out of the closet as the racists they are. Today, we have an entirely different situation in which calling someone a racist allows you to be one. Let me repeat that. Calling someone a racist allows you to be one. And if you smear the people you hate because you're already a bigot, if you hate all Trump supporters, if you hate all white people, if you hate all straight males, if you hate Christians, or Jews, or even Muslims, or anybody because of a group they belong to, and you're a collectivist hater, which is what bigotry really is. It's to smear somebody in a particular group with the crimes of others because of the group to which they belong, right? That's bigotry. Bigotry inherently is a collectivist Marxist ideology because it lumps people together into groups instead of acknowledging, celebrating, and protecting their right to be individuals. Some of the greatest, greatest courageous heroes in our history and in even the history of the world are people who bucked the system, who bucked their particular group and stood up for the truth, even when it was hard, even when it it was difficult. So uh, I'm saying a lot of things at once because I have a lot on my mind today. Uh, So there is a, uh, let's see if I can remember his name. It's uh, Frederick Douglass. I've been reading about Frederick Douglass, the, the man, the black man who was born a slave And yet he stood up for liberty. He stood up for freedom in a way that uh, has has, uh, endeared him to people of every race and creed because he was a brilliant, learned man. He didn't stand on being a victim. He stood on principle. So in times like these when uh, the truth is the first casualty of a country under attack, a country at war. I've been asking for a long time various people, pundits and friends alike, how do you keep going? What keeps you going? when there's so much deception. Now, it's okay if you don't agree with me on what that deception is, because if I go down that road, I won't be able to be kind of a macro person at the moment and ask what keeps you going when the truth are, are uh, uh, portrayed as lies, lies are portrayed as truth, uh, flat out lies are being celebrated. In fact, even genocide is being called for of people, not because they even disagree, but because of their particular religion or group to which they belong. And that is being celebrated by very people who uh, lectured us and have been lecturing us for decades about racism and anti-racism, right? So now they're all coming out of the closet. They're cl- you know, coming out from under their rocks And we're finding out that the people that have been lecturing us, preening and positioning themselves as the moral superior class who know what anti-racism is and they don't because they generalize that to mean anybody they don't like or disagree with, gives them license to hate, license to be a bigot, those people are now exposed as the true bigots and haters that they are. So with that kind of deception, with that kind of heartache to watch, if you have what I've called the curse of awareness, how do you keep going? Well, I'm going to give you a little ticked-off list of things that people have told me and uh, I'll share with you. One is to keep your center, to know what you stand for keep your center, but how, people have asked, when there's so much misinformation and propaganda in the media. Well, the first thing is, is don't believe people who keep lying to you, number one. And if you know that there's propaganda media, then you don't have to keep watching and listening to it if you don't wanna. You don't have to believe them if you don't wanna. But then how do you decide what's true? Well, the first thing Number one, trust your instincts. But secondly, be willing not to know. Sometimes you don't know what's really going on and you have to be willing. And I'm not lecturing you all now because I'm saying this for my benefit as well as yours. If you're a seeker of the truth, then sometimes the smartest, most honest thing you can say is, I don't know, not enough information, What I do know is, what I do know for sure because I've been watching it, I and maybe you, is that when certain people take steps to shut down opinions that contradict their own, when people want to shut down their political opponents, censor ideas, debate, and discussion, then what they're trying to push is a lie. Let me say that again. When people censor differences of opinion, when people shut down freedom of speech or the freedom of expression, then what they're pushing is a lie. How do you know? Because it can't stand up to scrutiny. That is why. So a couple other things. So be willing not to know. Strive for clarity, even even if it's painful. And sometimes be honest with yourself when you're unclear, when it's not certain, when we don't know. And one other thing, don't believe people's words, believe their actions. Their actions speak that old cliche, I hate speaking in platitudes, but their actions speak louder than words. If you give $6 billion to Iran that wants to get nuclear weapons to blow up and destroy Israel and wipe it off the map, Don't tell us that you're pro-Israel, okay? I don't care if that money is frozen or not. Your intent is to empower enemies. So be honest about it and recognize truth where you see it. We're going to take a quick break. We have a fabulous guest coming up. Don't go away. You're listening to Spouting Off.
0: You're listening to Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped My Pillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. Every MyPillow is made with passion here in my home state of Minnesota to ensure you get the best sleep of your life.
1: One of the things that I really like about MyPillow is the support. It gives my neck a little hug.
2: I've never slept better in my life. What's better than a great night's sleep?
0: Call or go online to take advantage of my best off forever. For a limited time, when you use your promo code, you can get premium my pillows regularly $69.98, now only $2998. With our 60-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. Sleep Well America! Call one
1: 800 867 416 and use the promo code RAM. R-A-M. That's one 800 867 416 and use the promo code RAM. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, is my
3: pillow.
4: Your daughter doesn't want to talk about why her room is a horrible mess. Your son doesn't want to talk about why he's wearing mismatching socks. Your spouse doesn't want to talk about their bad haircut. Families don't have to talk about everything, but they should talk to plan for an emergency. Pack basic supplies in a go bag, water, canned food. Flashlights, batteries, medical supplies, IDs, and some cash. Talk about where you'll meet in case you lose one another. And of course, don't forget to pack the dog treats. Talk to your family and make an emergency plan. Go to nyc.gov readyny or call 311 to make your family's emergency plan. Brought to you by New York City Emergency Management and the Ad Council.
3: Spouting off with Karen Cataline will return in a moment. The Reading Foundation provides evaluation and tutorial programs based upon the Orton-Gillingham philosophy of learning, based upon the study of language, how children acquire language, and the mechanisms involved in learning. All the learning pathways of the brain, visual, auditory, kinesthetic and tactile, are addressed and strengthened to build a strong foundation for the acquisition of reading skills. If you are interested in learning more, please contact the Reading Foundation for more information. The Reading Foundation is at 10 Northern Boulevard, Unit 19, Amherst, New Hampshire, 03031, or you can email us at Reading Foundation underscore RF at yahoo.com. And of course, you can call anytime at 603 882 0992. The Reading Foundation, Amherst, New Hampshire.
0: And now, more spouting off with Karen Cataline.
1: to spouting off. I've been looking forward to this for a week or two, actually, since I booked this next guest. He is a barn burner, and I really always have such a good time when I have him on the program. So much to discuss with him, plus he has a new book. Uh, He is the author of a book called Crime Incorporated how Democrats employ mafia and gangster tactics to gain and hold power. He doesn't mince words, and that's why he's fun to have on. His name is Vince Everett Ellison. He received the Republican Party nomination for the South Carolina Sixth Congressional District. And he also wrote a book called The Iron Triangle Inside the Liberal Democrat Plan to Use Race to Divide Christians and America in Their Quest for Power. And How We Can Defeat Him. Long title, but really important. I just got through talking about that very thing. And he's also a member, I'm almost done, Project 21. And has written numerous articles for American Greatness Magazine, BizPack Review, and many others. Vince Everett Ellison, thank you for joining us here on Spouting Off.
5: I, I have to call him back. I just lost him.
1: Oh, no. You mean that eloquent? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. Remember, you know, that eloquent in, uh, uh, introduction that I had, and he didn't even hear it. How about that? Thank you, Mr. Producer. He's calling back our guest. Uh, and this is when the talk show host vamps until we get him back, because I don't want to get into a big, big discussion. But I will mention Crime Inc how Democrats employ mafia and gangster tactics to gain and hold power. My oh my, is that a strong uh, topic. Just a second, I, I lost now uh, that book and I wanna uh, mention the book, it's coming up on my screen or isn't it? Yes, okay. So it's available on Amazon And I'm going to tell you a little bit more about it till we get our guests back. Hopefully we shall. Uh, All right. Murder, rape, sex trafficking, and hate. Crime Inc. explains how the political left utilized these tactics of organized crime to gain and maintain power in America. Keep trying, um, Art, because... uh, you know, we've got gremlins now. We've got this fabulous guest, and now we're only getting his voicemail. Maybe he has a tro- a problem with his phone. We'll we'll see. So I'm going to read the rest of this. Just let you know so that we can plug his book. If for some strange reason we don't get him on the phone, Vince Everett e- e- Ellison. Yes, please. Uh, and there is a backup too, uh, I believe. Um, Art, I'm sorry. We're doing this on air. Our call, uh, Drew, if you can't get him, that's the backup, okay? Because we really do want to hear from Vince. We've had him on the schedule for a long time. So, uh, he has written another massive takedown of the political left in Crime, Inc. Uh, And it explains, and this is hard stuff, ladies and gentlemen, it's hard stuff. He explains how murder, wow, He's charging murder, sex trafficking, defunding the police, and disarming law-abiding citizens are being used as tools in a diabolical plan for power. Uh, Now, does that sound like hyperbole or have you lived it and watched it? Previously, the political left partnered with slave traders, the Confederacy, and the Ku Klux Klan. They now partner with abortion murderers Perverts. This is coming from his book, Strong Stuff, and guess what? Got to tell the truth, right? Do you agree or do you not? Mexican cartels, Black Lives Matter, and Antifa in their quest to maintain power. So, Art, do we have it or should we go to a different subject?
5: Uh, I would okay. go to a different subject. I'm still having trouble reaching out.
1: Okay. Would you try Drew for us, please? Do you have his number, Drew? Do you have uh, that number? Drew Allen? Yes, sir. That would be his backup. So yep. get him right away and tell him you had him and then you lost him. And ladies and gentlemen, this is a window <laughs> into talk radio. When we lose a guest and suddenly can't have, can't get him back. If he's getting his voicemail, it means that just like that, somebody, uh, somehow, we uh, were unable to find him. Okay, meanwhile... I am going to go to something else until we can hopefully get it back. And by the way, we were going to have him for two segments. So we'll see how that works out. If we don't get him, then uh, you can call us if you're listening live, 603-816-1590. And live means Tuesday and Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern. If it's 1 p.m. Eastern and you're listening live, and you have something on your mind, you can call 603 816 1590. But we are waiting for our guest, and we'll hope uh, that we get our guest on the line. Um, <clears throat> so I always have backup stuff for just this occasion. And here is something. Yeah, keep trying Drew, though, uh, AC. If you, if you have Drew's number, which you should have, do you have his number? yeah marvelous we'll try that if we don't we're just going to keep on going so from my files I always keep something called good news Friday sometimes they're really really little things other th- other times they're they're quite huge but I'm going to share with you a couple from good news Friday because God knows I could spend not just the next hour but Many many hours, and I sometimes do, talking about the disturbing, frightening attacks on our Bill of Rights, on freedom of speech, as I sp- I mentioned before, and uh, but it is precious little uh, n- notices that I get, and there there is some bright spots, and it's important if you're going to. Uh, speak up for truth you got to have the courage and you got to be positive enough to know that you are not alone there are other people who do have the curse of awareness who do understand what it is this country is going through and the good news friday is something that shows that and reminds people so i have to thank them for that and by the way let me see if i have I don't have. It is uh defending the republic at rumble.com so you can find defending the republic and you can get uh, in your mailbox good news friday. It's something to look forward to. So I picked out a few of these a little bit. Here's one. The veil is being lifted from the eyes of many. The truth cannot be ignored. That's good news. What, does, what do they mean on Good News Friday? Well, hundreds of Columbia professors signed a letter. And by the way, that's my alma mater for my master's degree is Columbia University. It's a little bit depressing, but yeah, I went to Columbia University. Hundreds of Columbia professors signed new letter saying they're appalled and horrified about campus anti-Semitism. How about that? I have some thoughts on that. <clears throat> More than 200 faculty members at Columbia University. They're doing it at Harvard, Harvard and other Ivy League schools as well. And let me tell you, I don't think it's, it's good news, but it's not great news, and I'll tell you why. Uh, they, they sent a letter that they were appalled by the spate of anti-Semitic incidents on the Manhattan campus, one that I know well. A day after scores of their colleagues signed a letter defending students who supported Hamas's brutal, brutal October 7th terrorist attack. How about that? Did you ever think that you would see on any college campus anywhere cheering terrorist attacks? Would they have done that on 9-11? Well, with this bunch, probably. But is that despicable yes indeed it is the new letter came after Jewish students rallied on campus to blast the administration's inaction on what they called unsafe atmosphere in the weeks since the attack so we all know we've been watching this bigotry that if you happen to be Jewish you're somehow guilty of uh, whatever they want to accuse you of and that of course is bigotry So if you're falsely accused, or if people hate you because of your race, color, and creed, you know, once upon a time, the left used to be against that. But you know, they're not anymore. While the faculty members agree, there should be robust debate about complex and difficult issues concerning the humanitarian crisis in Gaza. And that's a humanitarian crisis, uh, I add, started by the people who started the war, right? We are horrified that anyone would celebrate these monstrous attacks or as some members of the Columbia faculty have done in recent letter, okay, I'm just gonna wrap this up and tell you that these are the people who incited this kind of hatred and ESG and now they're getting a clue, all right? So yes, we're glad they wrote a letter, but remember how this was fomented in the first place. Now we have a backup guest, it turns out, that um, not only the guy who (laughs) helped us get Vince, but somehow Vince is unavailable. And don't we love it when Drew Allen comes and saves the day. Drew Allen, author, and so much more. I don't have my notes in front of me, but Drew Allen, I know you well. Thank you for coming on the program and maybe you could stay another segment cuz I talked away most of this one.
6: <laughs> hey. Yeah. Uh, in a
1: pinch. Yeah, you can always <laughs> you can always come in in a pinch. That's right. And you've been a guest on our program before. You're an author, a commentator, and I don't have my notes in front of me, but I know that you just had a book out and what's it called? It is you're breaking up too dog Oh, you,
6: oh let's see. I might get let me move here
1: all right, uh, here's what we're gonna do. Uh, we do have five minutes left of this segment, but we need to get you to a secure location. <laughs> all right, speak for us and see if we go to a secure location see if we can hear you.
6: I'll call you right back.
1: All right, very good. <laughs> The joys of live talk radio. Now, after the fact, you will be able to hear this uh, talk radio program either at my website, KarenCataline.com, or at uh, WSMN.live, where they keep our archives of programs. Uh, Let me uh, just say that Good News Friday is something that I think is essential today. You don't have to pay money to, uh, to subscribe to it, but they do have a paid subscription if you want a five day a week kind of subscription. Uh, one other thing uh, that I wanna mention that was mentioned in Good News Friday, which is uh, something from the Babylon Bee now, this is the Babylon B, ladies and gentlemen, but in fact, it's based in truth. God rewards the only team that doesn't have a pride night with World Series win. So, the just so you know, the Texas Rangers, I was rooting for them, won the World Series, and this is true, that they were the only Major League Baseball team that did not host a Pride night and so the gloating and the joking is called for because it's based in truth and what you think it all means that parts up to you looks like we've got drew allen back uh say something to his drew
6: <laughs> all right testing uh, testing one two three four oh, how I are we love doing it.
1: you bet you sound great I don't know where you are but stay there <laughs> if you can
6: yeah so, exactly drew, I, I went for higher grounds.
1: Yeah, and it's funny because uh, full disclosure, I I spoke to you on uh, the Ellen Nathan show for which I uh, uh, fill in on a regular basis, and we talked about your book, and it was fascinating. I just don't have the name right in front of me, because I've been in front of a microphone. So tell us about your book, and we'll go. We'll take it from there.
6: Well, sure, certainly relevant to all discussions. It's called America's Last Stand will you vote to save or destroy America in 2024? And, um, you know, yeah. I, I mean it. It, it is. It's a, it's a very important moment in our history.
1: Yeah. And you know what? Because politics is so full of hyperbole, because politics is, is constantly, I mean, the word demagogue is, is a, a political word uh, for a reason, To say that it's America's last stand, a lot of people who don't have a curse of awareness don't think that that's hyperbole. But tell us why it's not hyperbole.
6: Yeah, well, you have to have a historic uh, perspective of, of our own history and also just kind of world history. And, you know, the founding principles... Of America, which of course were constitutional republic which depends upon an enlightened citizenry that is moral, uh, that follows the Constitution, that does not behave like a banana republic uh, in which a political party uh, falsely accuses their political opposition of crimes and prosecutes them in uh, kangaroo courts and tries to prevent them from running for election, allowing the people to actually exercise their voice in a <laughs> peaceful manner. Um, you know, that's happening right now, and it's never happened in American history. It has happened in other countries. Um, this is an inflection never point. Has. <laughs> I call it kind of a second revolution, but you know, honestly, Drew, we had seventeen seventy. We gotta yeah.
1: hold it there. Uh, we've gotta take a quick break. We've got a whole other segment, and I'm we're gonna pick it up right there with Drew Allen. You're listening to Spouting Off. I'm Karen Cataline, we'll be right back.
0: You're listening to Spouting Off with Karen Cataline,
5: We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. They're not out to tell you the truth of what's happening. They're out to tell you the picture of the world that they represent. The mission of the Epoch Times is to chase the truth. To ground all statements and facts and prevent people from being misled. The Epoch Times is independent, we're not controlled by any special interest and we never will be. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit, a battle between forces that would ensnare this country in ignorance and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. Subscribe today to our digital edition at TheEpochTimes.com. And join the Americans who are seeking truth and tradition. Read the difference in all your devices. We'd love to have you on board.
2: Are you tired of the same old snacks? Looking for something a little healthier than that bag of chips or candy bar? Even your average bag of trail mix these days is little more than peanuts, raisins, and candy-coated chocolate. Not very healthy, is it? Allow me to introduce you to White Mountain Munchies. Made from 100% all-natural ingredients, White Mountain Munchies combines unique flavors with nutritional value that will tingle your taste buds and strengthen and sustain your overall health and wellness. Eating good never tasted so good. From Maggie's Maple Madness to Hannah's Heavenly Harvest, Grayson's Getaway Goodies, and our limited-edition Christmas blend, Jacoby's Jolly Jumble, White Mountain Munchies offers nutritious and delicious snacks that the whole family is sure to love. Pick yours up now through our easy-to-use online store at WhiteMountainMunchies.com. White Mountain Munchies, non-GMO when you're on the go.
5: CrossNet offers IT services for small and medium-sized clients. We create tailor-made plans for your business's unique needs. From computer repairs to managing networks, servers and desktop services, CrossNet Inc. offers managed services, cybersecurity, data backups, virus, ransomware protection, web filtering, and more. For more information, go to CrossNetInc.com or call for your personalized IT services today at 603-810-1000. CrossNet Inc. IT services keeps your businesses running when you are on run hello i'm jim pullen of surrogate sons and daughters are you or a loved one facing the
2: decision to move to assisted living as we age we can't do it alone and a little help can make the difference to maintain a dependence surrogate sons and daughters are here to help plainly we are standing sons and daughters for hire advocates to help you age in place learn more about us at surrogatesonsanddaughters.com or call me jim at 603-688-7399 that's 603-688-7399
0: Karen Cataline got her parents to name her Karen before she was born, so she could grow up to be a punchline. Now here's more Spouting Off with Karen Cataline.
1: I love that song. Thank you, Mr. Producer. One of my favorite songs. Um, it is. It pays to be able to roll with the punches in life and in talk radio. So we swapped out guests uh, because of a technical difficulty. And we were going to have Vince uh, Everett Ellison, who is wonderful, by the way. But so is Drew Thomas Allen. He is the VP of Client Development at Publius PR. One of the ways we know him, but he wears a lot of hats. The other one is as a political commentator and uh, analyst. He does radio, TV, host of the popular Drew Allen show. And, of course, um, he is author of this book, America's Last Stand. Thank you for staying with us and for uh, pinch-hitting for our guest. We do appreciate you so much.
6: Well, I'm lucky to get to talk to you twice in a week, so anytime. (laughs)
1: Okay, great. Well, so let's pick up where you were left off. I was asking you a very broad general question. Why is it really America's last stand?
6: Yeah, so uh, it doesn't mean that America is not going to exist and so on and so forth. It will nominally exist. But um, just like, you know, ask yourself, uh, had we lost the American Revolution, you know, what would have happened? Had the uh, Union and the Republicans lost the Civil War? Uh, what would have happened, you know, if, if honestly, if you want to go more recently to World War II, what would have happened if, you know, Germany won, the Axis of Evil won? You know, it would be a different different landscape in world. We, we'd be having a different Correct. conversation. So, mm-hmm. you know, 2024 really uh, is an inflection point, just like the American Revolution, just like the Civil War. Uh, the, the, the primary difference, of course, is that we're trying to use the peaceful uh, means of elections uh, to change our fate and save the country. And the Democrats are trying to deprive us of that. Uh, so are many just anti-Trump, you know, rhinos and so on and so forth. They don't care. They, they hate Trump. They would sacrifice him uh, in order to preserve whatever uh, small fortune they've, they've um, you know, garnered for themselves uh, through the political process and so on and so forth. But uh, it's important to understand how significant this moment is and that we really are, you know. Uh, Abraham Lincoln, 20 years before the Civil War, warned of such a situation that, ultimately happened, the Civil War that is. But uh he talked about the Patriots of seventy six and he looked back on George Washington and the founding fathers and, you know, tried to call upon their names and their memories and legacies to give strength to the American people, uh, to save the country then. And, you know, now I call us the Patriots of twenty four. You know, and, and I hope that we fight to defend this country, that it doesn't uh, kind of disappear on our watch, so that you know, inevitably these these things happen, even in the United States of America, because evil uh, isn't isn't you know um, uh, incapable of, of existing here, right? I mean, we have evil here like we have anywhere else. So, you know, and what you know, I think that periods of prosperity, like we've had in America, we've all had it pretty good, really, really good, better than anybody in history, world history, human history, uh, that we've been kind of sitting on our loins, and you know, while we're dormant the tyrant is most active. And so it was only a matter of time until, you know, somebody like a Napoleon, uh, you know, with these grand ambitions of power would spring up amongst us in America. And, uh, and, and so here we are, and, and it's just time to, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a difficult time for this country. But I have faith, I really do, that uh, the American people will answer the call because that, you know, racism is not in our DNA. But you know what? Uh, uh, patriotism is. And I think that it, 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 it's, it's, we're seeing that now.
1: Boy, that's eloquent, and it's so smart in the sense that you've laid out the problem honestly and reasonably, and yet you ended on a positive note. Um, you, you dropped so many great <laughs> uh, things that I could go down that road. Let's talk a little more about the luxury of complacency, because um, freedom is never so precious as when... It's already been lost. And when you've had the luxury of freedom, or at least uh, as close to it as we would ever have had in our lifetime, then uh, not only is it excruciatingly painful to watch our freedoms disappear and under attack, but there are people who simply are alive today who don't know just what people had to do to protect that freedom. Could you speak to that a little bit? Well, that's exactly
6: right. Um, You know, you don't know what you had, you know, or how good you had it until it's gone, right? I mean, there's a lot of truth to that. And that's the reality in in America. I mean, part of it, part of our comfort has led to naivete, right? We we believe that this is permanent. We don't understand that. Our freedom yes. is here, not just because of what the Founding Fathers did and, and George Washington um, and the revolutionaries, but because subsequent generations have, have arisen to uh, defend it. And um, that period, you know, unfortunately or fortunately, however you want to look at it, it's here now. And it's our generation. It's those of us that are alive and, and well and healthy um, that are tasked with with, with preserving it. And so, you know, we, we just, it's, you know, I try to, it's, it's unfortunate, but it's, it's so natural. It's so natural. I mean, this is what happens. You know, you, 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 you fall down, you get to a period where, you know, you make some miscalculations or you take things for granted. And then you got to fight for it again. And, you know, that's that's really the question is, are Americans willing to fight for it? Are Americans willing to uh, become uncomfortable, to uh, get out there and become activists again? I mean, that's why I wrote the book, to encourage that, to spread this message to people. We have a year to do it. And um, that's what I try to do is put this book in people's hands and say, look, this is to give you conviction. This is also to to help you um, convince as many of your your neighbors and friends who are on the fence about what to do, about what the easy, obvious choice is. And I address all the different arguments that come from sides that would say, I can't vote for Trump again. Oh, my gosh. You know, what I mean, so, I, you know, I, I, I go from every every side. But, you know, that's what's important right now. You know, it's kind of like uh, I mean, I, I'm I'm no Thomas Paine, certainly, but that's you know, he wrote uh, Common Sense because he had a specific purpose to convince the American people to support the American Revolution. And I am I am pleading with people to uh, understand how important 2024 is and why they should support Trump over any Democrat.
1: You can be Thomas Paine, too, if you want. Thomas Paine also. That's that's right. That's right. Thomas Paine. And we need a lot more of them. Give us a tidbit or two from your book uh, so people can get a sense of how it's laid out. It's um, it's in pre-order, I think, but will come out very, very quickly. So give us a couple of tidbits of what, what they will find in uh, the book, America's Last Stand, Will You Vote to Save or Destroy America in 2024?
6: Well, they'll they'll find a uh, vaccine to ignorance, certainly. But, you know, I I, I very carefully and intentionally laid the book <laughs> out the way I did, starting with addressing mm. what Democrats say, which is, you know, Trump is a threat to democracy. So I just I, I destroy that claim, you know, immediately and explain what the Democrats have done and, and what's going on. I get into, of course, uh, you know, addressing those people who, um, you know, they believe that the country's in trouble, but they vote for Biden or some other Democrat because they believe that the Democrat Party And Canada is morally superior to Trump. I destroy that with a chapter called But His Mean Tweets, which the truth is, if you actually look at the facts, most of what the left has accused Trump of isn't true. And that which has a shred of truth, um, you know, the the severity of it or terrible nature of it uh, pales in comparison to anything that uh, Biden's done at the Democratic Party. And I address, you know, uh, 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 black Americans, too. And even even white Americans or any Americans who believe the myth and this lie that the Democrat Party are the champions of blacks in America. Because the Democrat Party can't afford to lose uh, the black vote. I mean, they've been trying to import other voters to replace blacks in this country as their voter base. But they have structured themselves since, you know, basically FDR. uh, They they know they can't win elections without the black vote. That's why they pander and that's why they lie about their history, because they need the black vote. You know, that's the truth of it. So I address that. Um, And then we get into what's happened in this country, you know, 21st century Jim Crow, I call it. This is the atmosphere the Democrats have created, uh, whether official or unofficial, in which there is a caste system now in America. And it's not racial. It's based on Mm -hmm. politics. So, you know, if you're Sarah Huckabee Sanders in the Trump administration and you try to eat at a restaurant called the Red Hen... Uh, well, the restaurant owner prohibits you from eating at her restaurant uh, because you are a Republican. So you can't eat here if you're a Republican. And of course, uh, we have seen the weaponization. That sounds of the FBI, suspiciously
1: but- like having separate drinking fountains. I mean, it's, it's, or exactly. or telling people they don't like you. You don't. You're not liked. That's that's a that's a hornet's nest. I didn't mean to interrupt, but that's a hornet's nest because they can use that and twist it as well. That a creative. And I don't want to go down this road too far, but. The left can twist that and say that a Christian baker should be forced to bake a cake to give equal access, but turn around and not give Sarah Huckabee Sanders the right to equal access. I mean, they really pervert any kind of common sense or justice. They turn it on its head. I just had to say that. You well, go ahead. Exactly.
6: No, you're right, you're right. But they do pervert everything and they don't have the facts. I mean, with the Baker situation I write about in the book, actually, I bring that up as a great really? point to to, yeah. to to go against. And the Baker wasn't refusing somebody's service because of their, uh, no. you know, identification. It was because of the message of the cake. That was it.
1: Well, and it was a creative. It's what people, they they just ignore the facts they don't like, which is actors, cake decorators, singers, photographers for weddings, they have a creative art that they have a right to accept or or reject. And if you said, I'm not going to sell you a cake off the shelf because you're gay, which is what they're trying to uh, com- uh, conflate the two, then that really would be unequal access. But somehow the left has succeeded in dumbing down their base to be inflamed over anything that they tell them to be inflamed about.
6: Yeah, well, it's unprincipled. and it's it's Marxism, it's communism, uh, whichever ism you want to plug in. They're all pretty much uh, identical in so many ways. But for them, the ends justifies the means. So there is there is no standard. The standard is if it suits us, we're on board, and if we don't like it, we're opposed. So yeah. so there's always a double and standard. Change, or no standard at all. We can
1: change in a heartbeat, right? We used yep. to be for free speech, but we're not. We used to be for uh, keeping America beautiful, but we're not and on and on. We used to be for women's sports, but now we're not. Go ahead.
6: (laughs) Well, exactly. And that's a distinction I make between the Republican and Democrat Party. I'm no special pleader for rhinos. I don't believe the Republican Party's perfect by any means. It's certainly a better vehicle to save the country than the Democrat Party. And, you know, the difference is the Democrat voter is downstream from the Democrat Party, right? So the, the Democrat voter doesn't actually have principle. Their principle is whatever the Democrat Party decides for them and tells them. So one day they can say abortion should be safe, legal, and rare. The next they can say we want infanticide. And the Democrat voter doesn't push back. They just say, okay, the party says so. I'm adjusting my position. The Republican Party can never do that because the voter base says, no, we believe in the, the, the right of the innocent unborn uh, t- to live. So if the Republican Republican Party starts saying, "Hey, you know what? We're we're going to support infanticide," they would they would commit political suicide. But the the Democrat Party, uh, it doesn't work that way. It's, it's it's actually a pretty remarkable difference, especially when you hear the Democrats talking about cults and how you know, Trump Trump supporters are cultists and so on and so forth. Yeah, um, no, there it's the cults. Democrat Party.
1: You know what, Drew? As you said that, I just had a kind of an aha moment as we're wrapping up this wonderful, always wonderful discussion with Drew Allen author of America's Last Stand, Will You Vote to Save or Destroy America? It occurred to me suddenly that that is why they keep their voters inflamed all the time on one or two issues. If they can keep people jumping up and down with their hair on fire, either about hating Trump or abortion, 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 then they will not kick up a fuss when they're told that you have to have pornography in schools and that gang rape is okay if you happen to be a Jew or if uh, you happen to be gang raped, God forbid, on all counts uh, of a uh, 250 pound male who walks into a girl's bathroom or whatever, the logic goes out the window with emotion and demagoguery. Your thoughts in our last minute and a half or so.
6: That That is a, a very astute observation. Um, when you keep somebody in a constant state of um, just agitation, you yeah. deprive them of making rational decisions and thinking clearly and, and using common sense. When you have somebody who's frantic and upset and angry, they're not able to process information and come to rational, concrete conclusions based on reality and fact. So, yes, they do keep their voters in a constant state of panic and anger and agitation, uh, because they can be more easily controlled that way. If you're calm and cool and you listen to what someone's saying and you, and you, and you process it through your brain, uh, you then are free to make a decision that is
1: based Drew, on, you're uh, breaking up a little bit. We got only a minute and a half. Let's end strong. <laughs> Almost lost oh my you goodness. there. That's okay. We, we got you now. Um, take the last minute and, you know... Tell people what you really want them to know about this book. Uh, It's available at Amazon in about a week and a half, so it will be available. Just uh, wrap it up for us. Oh, and, uh, well, I hate to say it, but I love the last part of what you say. I'm going to say what, what is the descriptor, and then you comment. It says, In your sunset years, will you tell your children, grandchildren, how you fought to preserve their freedom, or how you were responsible for squandering it." What a powerful sentence. Go ahead.
6: Well, I appreciate it, yeah. They can get, they can get the book now actually on Amazon, yeah. Um, but, you know, look, I, I wrote this book for the express purpose of persuading Americans, giving people the ability, uh, giving them the conviction to do what's necessary over the next year to save the country. Okay. And, you know, that's why it's an important book to me. I didn't write it for street cred. I didn't write it uh, to stroke right. my own ego. Uh, I wrote it because I think it's important for Americans to read, especially Americans who, who don't actually understand. Um, but, but, yeah, I want to contribute.
1: Okay. Yep. Drew, Allen, we got to leave it there. Thank you for writing the book. And uh, you can get it at Amazon. Take care. Keep up the great work. Well, that does it for this edition of Spouting Off. And uh, thank you for listening. Stay strong. Be brave. Speak out.